You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, Unburdened, Finding Balance, Living Alongside Autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urquiola and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to episode number two. Welcome to Not Your Average Autism Mom. So the name of today's episode is 23 Years and Counting, and that is because Jordan is 23. So really, I've been on this journey for 23 years, and I still have a lot of years to go. I want to start by saying this. I knew before I officially got the autism diagnosis that Jordan was on the spectrum, I had read enough books and had witnessed enough of the signs and symptoms along the way that I truly knew, but knowing and accepting are two completely different things. So I remember the very day getting the official diagnosis. I was so overwhelmed with the realization that what I thought was really true. Now what? I was confused and I couldn't stop crying. All I could think was, what the hell am I going to do now? Knowing that his father was going to have a very difficult time accepting this, I had already had these conversations and he was already very defensive. He was sure that Jordan was just delayed, that he would grow out of whatever this was. And all I could think about was how was I going to help him understand and accept that Jordan wasn't going to be the son that he had always wanted. He wasn't going to be that son that would play baseball and watch sports with him. You know, looking back, that was a huge struggle. And I get now how truly difficult that was for him. I mean, it certainly wasn't easy for me. But I don't know. I'm just going to say this. As a mom, you know, we just do. We just step up and we just do what we have to do. It's like there's not an option. And I'll stop there because trust me, this could totally take me on a rant that I don't want to go on right now about having the option to do or not do. We'll save that for another episode. What I do remember is that I felt so alone. No one in my family had a child with autism. All of my friends who had their children before me, none of them had a child with autism. I knew nothing about autism. 
I'm sure that you know by now that when you have a child with autism, you don't always have family and friends who understand and can give you advice through experience because our experiences are very different than theirs. There were so many days while I was figuring it out that I thought I could just, I just didn't know if I could make it another day. I'm sure that that was probably on the not so good days when I was really sleep deprived. And trust me, there were many of those in the early years. And I want you to know that wherever you are in your journey, you're not alone. And someone has been right where you are and struggling with exactly what you are struggling with right now. What I want to tell you with complete certainty is this, that the moment I got the autism diagnosis, our journey began in this world. And I knew that no matter what, I was all in. I was going to figure it out. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I researched the old-fashioned way. I read, and I mean, I read lots of books. Every book I could find. Trust me, I read it, and we saw lots of doctors, had numerous assessments and evaluations, just trying to figure out what was going to be best for Jordan. I struggled every day to try to understand it all. And I remember telling myself every night when I went to bed that I was getting it. I was figuring it out. And I was so proud of myself for whatever I had learned that day. I think about that now and I laugh because I honestly had no idea what the years ahead would hold. There was so much more than I could have ever imagined at that point. I really wanted to dedicate this episode to highlighting some of the most important things that I've learned along the way that really helped us through this journey and made us into who we are today as a family. I'm hopeful that this will resonate with some of you and that it might help you too. So number one is don't worry about what other people are thinking. Trust me, if you are not in this place yet, This will be the most freeing moment of your journey. The moment that you stop worrying about the public appearance and what other people think, what it looks like to those who don't know what you're going through. Because trust me, with Jordan, as I am sure with many of your children or adults that you're raising, until you talk to him or maybe see him walk, only because he has a very awkward gait, he doesn't look autistic. And when I say that, what I mean, I guess, is whatever someone would picture that autism looks like. Jordan has always and still does come across very abrupt in social situations and during all human interaction. When you don't know him, he may even seem rude and certainly like he lacks manners. You know, I remember overhearing someone say one time, I'd like to take that young man home and teach him some manners. And I thought to myself, yeah, lady, good luck with that. I guarantee you probably wouldn't get him buckled in your car before you were bringing him back. Again, I don't blame her, although I'm sure at that moment I did. I was probably thinking some not so good thoughts of my own at that moment, but they just don't understand it. They don't live it, so they don't get it. And when they look at him, all she saw was a a misbehaving, rude little boy. So, you know, I have to try to have some grace and compassion for those that don't understand. 
you know, he's he's not good at holding a door for anyone. And trust me, that's something we work on on a regular basis. Jordan just doesn't retain a lot of things when it comes to manners because they're not important to him. He has an impeccable memory when it comes to things that are important to him. But on things that aren't important to him, he does not have that impeccable memory. It's very selective. If there's one thing, you know, it's it's one thing if we're there and we remind him, he'll certainly do it. He may not be happy about it depending on the moment, but he will simply just do he just simply will not just do it on his own. He crowds people's space. He interrupts when other people are talking or listening to something a lot. And those things are rude. They just are. We know that but he just doesn't. You know, I believe it's because when he thinks something, he has to say it. He simply cannot wait or his brain is already going to something else. I don't know scientifically if this is true, but I definitely believe this has something to do with it. It's like he thinks it and it just has to come out. You know, when we're watching something as a family that we really want to listen to, something will come up in Jordan's mind and he has a question and he won't wait and listen to what we're listening to. He has to interrupt, ask the question. And in the meantime, now we've completely missed whatever we were listening to. This is, you know, it's super frustrating for us. And yes, we don't always remain calm because to us, we would never do that. It's rude. But then we have to stop and remember Jordan is not us. We constantly work on this with home at, you know, with him at home and our family, and they do this with him at the day program too. So what I want to tell you is I definitely recommend if you see social challenges like this early, please, please, please prioritize those. Make those a priority in things that you're working with your child on. Many families I've worked with through the years whose child has high academic ability but poor communication or social skills end up limiting their ability and also their education suffers because their behaviors interfere with their academics. So let me tell you about one of my best friends, Tim Tracy. Tim is married to one of my best friends, Becky, and he is an amazing father to Trevor. Trevor is the same age as Jordan. Trevor also has autism, and he also attends the same day program that Jordan attends. You'll meet both Tim and Becky one day because I'll certainly have them on future podcast episodes. But Tim always says that Trevor has taught him to not sweat the small stuff. What a great lesson and truly is something we should all learn from. I just posted something on Not Your Average Autism Mom Instagram page yesterday, and it said, my son has autism. He doesn't care how the world views him. He does exactly what he wants without fear. You know, I'm just not sure there's a truer statement. I remember my daughter Madison even said many times through the years growing up in our family with Jordan that she sometimes wished that she had autism because her brother had none of the typical social struggles that teenagers have. He never worried about what anyone thought, and he didn't ever have to try to impress anyone. He was just who he was. What a carefree life that is. 
But we know that is certainly how it appears on the outside to us. But deep down, there's so much more that we will continue to learn throughout our journey. Another thing that I remember Tim telling me so vividly when Jordan was very little, he said, Shannon, just remember one thing. It is their world and we are just living in it. That was something that had always stuck with me. And honestly, I realize now as I look back that I have spent Jordan's entire life working on ways to make his life easier for him and adapting things in our home to make it easier on him, which ultimately made it easier for us. I'll get into some of those things in a later episode because I figured out a lot of things that made our life as a family in our home easier making those changes along the way. Number two is trust your instinct. You may have heard this from me at some point, but trust your mama instincts. I believe in this a thousand percent. Like I told you in the beginning of this episode, I knew way before Jordan was diagnosed officially that he was on the spectrum. I had read enough books and seen enough of the signs to know, even before an actual physician, neurologist to be exact, diagnosed him on the spectrum. It is always okay to get a second opinion. Some people might say that a diagnosis doesn't matter. And to be honest, I'm on the fence with this one because having done a lot of training in special education, when it relates to the educational side of having a diagnosis per se, that doesn't mean more services like some parents think. But that being said, I do believe that getting a diagnosis early can mean getting proper services and treatment early, which can be very beneficial. So always trust your instinct. Number three. It won't always be like it is right now for you. It is always changing. And 23 23 years in, I can tell you, it is still changing. I remember when he wasn't sleeping any longer than three to four hours at a time. Jordan has never been a good sleeper. But I am making myself a note here as I talk about this. Because when I do that future episode about changes we made, there's one huge thing that we changed that I'll definitely be sharing with you on that episode. But honestly, he has never been a good sleeper, which meant, yep, you guessed it. This mama right here was sleep deprived for years until the time came when I was comfortable with him being awake when I wasn't. Pretty sure that was when he was a teenager. Okay, maybe maybe not that old, but it certainly seemed like it. I remember the meltdown tantrums in the middle of the grocery store because he wanted to touch something I wouldn't let him touch. Jordan has always been a very tactile. He he's just touches everything and anything. I remember when he was little, I would always say that he sees the world through his fingers. When he was an infant, I remember he used to hold his hands up and he would just almost like wave them back and forth and stare at them. And we used to say he was going to do something amazing with his hands. Lord, if I only knew then that he was just, that was going to mean he was going to touch and feel everything. And that was way before the diagnosis. Um, you know, he he grew up just me constantly saying, don't touch that from trash cans to other people to toilet seats, literally everything I didn't want him to touch. I even remember when he was little one time, you know, and he, he was so, you know, he's always been very strong willed and, 
you know, he was going to touch the stove and I told him, don't touch the stove. And, you know, he touched it. I can assure you that was the last time he did that. But, you know, he would just touch everything. So meltdowns and behavior changes along the way. They still happen, but just in different ways. So I'm going to share a a super funny story. I call this my proudest mom moment. So my handsome son was graduating high school. It was 2015. We had a great team who had been with us on this journey to get to this place. And I had got him all dressed up. And we all knew that this entire situation of the crowd, it was in an arena. There was lots of people, a big stage, all the things that you can think of when you picture a big graduation ceremony. I had an amazing woman who I love to death, who has been a big part of Jordan's life for many years. Her name is Tanya. She was with him in the back and we had decided that rather than try to put him into the alphabetical lineup and have him try to sit out front, that she would just keep him in the back um, until, you know, the end. And we would, put him, we would, she would put him out there at the very end. So he would be the last one. Well, let me just tell you when it was that time and she sent him out, this mama saw, saw him on the side of the stage. And I knew that this was not going to be good. His body language was stiff. His facial expression was that of full on overload and anxiety He looked at the stage in front of him. He was restless and uneasy and agitated as he looked at the big audience in the stands. And my heart literally was about to beat out of my chest. As his mom, and more than that, as his protector, I wanted to run down and just save him. But I couldn't. I had to let it play out. So I did. My big guy walked onto that stage full of fear and fright, and he accepted his diploma from the principal. And then, are you ready for this? He took his left hand, which was closest to and facing the crowd, and held it straight up in the air and flipped the bird to the entire audience. Yes, that was my boy. What a proud mom moment, right? But let me tell you, I am very resourceful. You know what I did when asked? When they asked me what he did, I said, oh, that was Jordan giving the Longhorn sign. Thank heavens that was our high school mascot. I was saved by that and possibly by some in the back who maybe weren't close enough to really see what he did. But don't get me wrong. I'm sure that everyone knew and certainly those who knew us definitely knew. But remember, I stopped worrying about what others thought. It is our journey. And all I was worried about in that moment was wishing I could change how he felt in the moment and make it better for him. That was it. But I do have a great picture of him right in the middle of the stage, flipping the bird to the entire audience. So that was my super proud mom moment there that I thought I'd share with you. Number four, and this is one of my all-time favorite phrases, don't take it personal. I use this any time Jordan entered a new environment or someone new entered his environment. It was always very important that they understood his behaviors, his outbursts, his mean comments. Whatever it may be, it is not personal to them. Because if they take it personal, it then makes it defensive for them to him. And immediately, it makes it very difficult for them to coexist. 
It is not personal. It is his fight or flight go-to. It is just what he does. It is part of him. And that has probably been one of the most difficult things for the staff at his day program to understand and accept because he can say some hurtful and downright mean things sometimes when he's mad or frustrated or things aren't going his way. I don't think that they ever had someone like Jordan in the day program. So the last three years have been a learning experience for them as well. But three years in, I can tell you, they don't take it personal 90% of the time. They just get it because they took the time to get to know him. It's frustrating at times, but they don't take it personal. They just know it is what it is. So if you have a child like Jordan That is one of the things that you have to just really, really get through to people that are going to be working with your child is for them not to take it personal. The second part of that, don't take it personal, is to you, to you, mama, because you're going to get so many comments and remarks from friends and family members who really just don't get it. And you can't expect them to because they have never lived what you are living. We have to remember that. Just know that when you get those positive comments for the purpose of minimizing the depth of your challenges, you'll likely get annoyed because it happens. They tell you, oh, I understand. My son never liked to bathe or brush his teeth either, so I know. Or my son was just as strong-willed. It's just a boy thing. And you know, it's those either or same words that will get under your skin if you let it. Remember, they don't get it and it's not their fault. They think by saying those things, they are making you feel better by making your challenges less if theirs are the same. Also, not everyone will get your excitement for the baby steps of progress along the way. Don't expect them to. It's okay. Unlike other parents, we can't take the smallest milestones for granted. I remember the day when Jordan finally got in the car, and if we stopped at the gas station and hadn't told him, there wasn't a huge meltdown. That was a big day. I remember when he would leave his shoes on in the car instead of taking them off. And before that, it was his clothes. He was famous for trying to take off all of his clothes on the bus and in the car. Looking back, it would have been so helpful for me to have had a mentor or someone who had already walked the road that I faced. Initially, the diagnosis was overwhelming. So just as there are visitor centers along the highways for directions and questions, I found myself searching for not only how to cope with the present, but with the future as his primary caregiver. The things that we face as parents are not the normal things that other parents go through. They just aren't. And the goal of our community within our membership program is for you to have somewhere to go to say, oh my, listen to what happened to me last night. You can come to our community and say this with no judgment or gasping about, oh wow. And I can honestly tell you that I have one of those moments this week and luckily I have an amazing friend and someone I can go to who understands and doesn't judge me or my parenting. And this is why I'm creating Not Your Average Autism Mom membership community. I will be sharing parts of my journey inside of our private community, and I won't share on any of the public forums. It's just not 
a comfortable place. Uh, I want ours to be a safe place. And my hope is that other mamas sharing their experiences and situations and challenges, you will feel less alone and we will be your place along the journey to get guidance and direction. I want to wrap this up with something very important. Just know that it will be okay. Some days will be hard. Some days will be amazing. But just remember at the end of every day, when you lay your head down at night, know that you did everything you could today to let them know that they are loved. A lot of work goes into having children like ours. And the most important thing we can share with the world is that they are worth it. Be sure to follow us at Not Your Average Autism Mom on Facebook and Instagram and find us at notyouraverageautismmom.com. My mission is to make your journey easier through my experiences, and I can't wait to get started. And I hope you will join our community when our membership opens because it's going to be amazing. Have a great day, and we'll see you right back here next week for episode number three. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey. And you will develop relationships with other moms just like you, all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.